and let's go to the Western Bay of Plenty and our very busy correspondent is local democracy reporter there with the Whakatane Beacon. Of course, there's been a small amount of democracy happening over the weekend, hasn't there, Diane? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, there has been. Anybody's been able to take their eyes off the rugby results over the weekend long enough to pay attention to the election will um, be aware we've got a new government, big change in, um, in order. Um, and what's happened with some of the, some of the uh, candidates in your local patch? Yeah, well, I mean, as the local democracy reporter for the Eastern, Eastern Bay of Plenty, um, you know, what's always at the top of my mind is, you know, what this is going to mean for our local councils. So the first person I picked up the phone to and spoke to was um, our Whakatane Mayor, uh, Victor Luca, um, this morning. And uh, his one wish for the next few weeks um, is for an end to all the uncertainty local government has had to cope with after the past over the past few years. Um, there's just been a um, a lot of churning around of ideas with um, how local local government is going to be um, be run. You know, with the three waters reform, there's RMA reform, uh, of course the resource management act, um, health education, um, and he he'd like what you know what local government really wants for Christmas this year is is some certainty about the future and um, what's going to happen. Um, you know, there's also locally we've got some big question marks over some uh, PGF, um, uh, Provincial Growth Fund projects um, that um, the last government had put a, a few, several million dollars towards, um, such as, for example, here in Whakatane, we've got the Te Rahui Heringa Waka Boat Harbour, which um, it's uh, it's got um, millions of funding um, sitting there in the Kanoas fund, um, and while the first sod was turned in um, 2022, which is over a year ago in August, um, more than a year's gone by, and um, yeah, there's there hasn't been much progress on that, and we're all um, Kind of, well, some of us have got our fingers crossed that it'll be um, th- that work will continue. It's sort of stuck in the consenting process at the moment. Um, what of some of the uh, election results themselves? Uh, you've got a returning MP, have you, in Dana Kirkpatrick? We we have. Um, I I've been trying to get hold of her this morning, but she she is winging her way off to Wellington. Yep. Right Few of them are. Seat. We're about to talk about them just after <laughs> eleven. So she yes, lost the seat, then regained the seat Saturday night. Has she? Um, this is the first time she stood. Okay. Yeah. Um, in in the the election, and but she's she won has, it back so for she national. Won, she has won it back for national. Um, yeah. The, um, I, I spoke to Tamati Coffee this morning, and he said that um, she's got a huge job in front of her. Um, he's obviously the Labour, Labour candidate who has sort of um, stood up for the role when Kerry Allen um, resigned right. um, several weeks back, 
and right. he's he's had a frantic um, six week um, of campaigning, and he says it's been he's really proud of his campaign, and it's been you know he came in at the last minute and still put in a good positive campaign, and he's very proud of the campaign he put in, but. Um, he says there's going to be, you know, a few of the challenges that are going to be facing the um, new new MP. Well, with so uh, many got... challenges, of course, in those east coast seats, um, the, the the challenges that every district's dealing with, but also the cyclone related ones. Interestingly, mm-hmm. their party votes uh, for that seat. So the majority that Donna Kirkpatrick won is uh, three thousand one hundred forty-eight on the night, so that's healthy. But the party vote coming in on the night at thirty-eight point one for National, twenty-nine point two for Labor. So uh, not too far off the national result. The the no. you know New Ze- the countrywide result, apart from the Labor Party being a little bit healthier there. But yeah, it's um, it, there's been a tussle in so many of these provincial seats. Mm-hmm. And. Um, well, Tam- Tamati, um I was talking to him this morning, and he—he's—he's he's not. He says it's fine. He's—he's he's a man of many talents, and he's got a lot, um, lot of options open to him. Right, that, right at the moment, he's—he's he's busy getting his um, children ready and um, off to school, and um, he's got an eight-month-old girl who's. He was um, up to his elbow trying to feed breakfast too this morning. <laughs> so life goes really on, right? Happy, life happy goes on. to be, be with his family. What yeah. are some of the other local issues? We mentioned, obviously, the big one is the uh, is the ongoing effects of cyclones and weather, uh, weather events on the region. Uh, but what are some mm-hmm. of the other local top-of-mind issues that now will be considered by a different MP, an MP from a different party in a, in a different government? Mm. Um, well, honestly, we had a petition um, over the week, uh, uh, last week. Um, hundreds of people turned out uh, at in front of the council be- building uh, last week to sign a petition. Um, they're saying that we 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 need a new bridge. It's it really is top of people's minds in this town. Uh, I know that there are, are lots of issues um, with infrastructure around the East Coast, but the big um, cry from Fakantani is we need a new bridge. We've got uh, a 100-year-old uh, old rail bridge just outside town, which has um, often cl- is often closed with repairs. We've got a, um, a road bridge that coming into town that is completely inadequate for the amount of traffic flowing over it and it's our only real way out of t- to get out of town quickly in the case of an emergency and um, uh, one lady in town she's, she's actually um, quite a prominent member of our Grey Power Association and um, Raywin Kingsley-Smith uh, she started a p- petition because our council um, is putting together plans for a new sporting hub, uh, the Rex Morpeth Recreation Hub Master Plan, which they're submitting on at the moment. And like with cost estimates of um, between 75 and 154 million that they want to spend on cre- creating better sporting facilities for Fakatani. And um, Mrs. Kings, Miss Kingsley Smith was saying, 
no, we need a new bridge. You can't spend that sort of money. And um, she got 300, she was in, in town for one hour on um, one day last week and she got 344 signatures in that time. Um, yeah, <laughs> to, to support her. Wow. Need a new bridge. And what's the leisure park that's that's proved controversial at this time of you know other needs? Oh, this is um, Rex Morpus Park. This is our um, it's the main sporting area. It's our War Memorial Hall is in the middle of it, and it's um, it's it's getting. Uh, our council would like to to um, revamp it and spend some money on getting a. Uh, you know, a, a sports some sports stadiums that would um, be uh, and attract um, you know and um, national sporting. Yeah, but it's a bit of a price tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, they've given four different um, options for the for the uh, revamp, and they are costing between seventy five million and one hundred and fifty four million. Over time, they, they've stressed that that's over time. You know, that's just getting a plan together to, to, um, for the future. What is happening um, with issues with Edgecombe sewage ponds, and again, the focus on the council and its infrastructure? Yeah, the uh, um, council has also been um, uh, consulting with the community about. Um, putting black, backflow um, prevention devices onto the boundaries of properties. And one of our uh, Edgecombe residents, um, Gary Bryson, he, he walked, marched into council last week and was saying, look, this isn't what we need. What we need is to fix the problem with the drink, leaking drinking water pipes um, that he says council needs to fix its own infrastructure before putting devices on boundaries that are going to create additional costs to rural businesses for having them checked every year. It's going to cost them $200 a year, I think, to, to actually have these devices tested on an annual basis. Um, I mean, it's in, lo- it's in line with local... Um, with the new, new legislation that came in, the Water Supply Water Services Act in 2021, so, but um, he did, really did um, expose a lot of bigger issues that um, we have with infrastructure. Diane, thank you so much. Diane McCarthy is a local democracy reporter at the Fakatane Beacon, covering the Eastern Bay of Plenty.